from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that proves there's more than one way to make history. I'm Gabe Lusier, and today we're talking about one ruler's quest to bring his old-fashioned country up to date by compelling his subjects to shave their whiskers. The day was September 5th, 1698. Tsar Peter I imposed an annual tax on Russians who wished to keep their facial hair. Peter I, better known as Peter the Great, made it his mission to gradually modernize Russian culture so that it better aligned with the European superpowers of his day. The beard tax was one of the quirkier components of this ambitious, ongoing project, as beards and other forms of facial hair had fallen out of favor in Western Europe during the 17th century. Before Peter rose to power at age 22, Russia had very little association with Europe. Nations such as England and the Netherlands were busy exploring and colonizing regions around the globe, whereas Russia mostly kept to itself and didn't have much of a navy to speak of. Without that exposure to other cultures or the sense of competition that arose from it, Russia's society, technology, and politics had grown stagnant. Peter I sought to change that, 
But first, he needed to learn more about what had made those other nations so successful. To do this, he embarked on a two-year tour of Western Europe, which he called the Grand Embassy. He and his entourage of about 250 advisors and diplomats set out in 1697 to learn everything they could about European life. Peter traveled in disguise to avoid attracting unwanted attention, and even adopted a false name, Sergeant Pyotr Mikhailov. With this ruse in place, Peter was able to spend four months working in a Dutch shipyard, where he learned all about modern shipbuilding. Next, he traveled to Great Britain and supplemented his newfound knowledge by working in one of the Royal Navy's dockyards. After that, Peter visited British factories, schools, and museums. He viewed collections of natural curiosities and attended demonstrations of new surgical procedures. He even attended a session of Parliament. Along the way, Peter also partied with English nobles, including at one especially wild event at a manor house in Deptford. According to diarist and party host John Evelyn, that evening's festivities resulted in 300 broken window panes, 25 shredded paintings, and more than 50 smashed-up chairs, the pieces of which were used to fuel the stoves. Peter the Great had worked hard to absorb European culture, and apparently he played hard, too. When he returned from his grand embassy in 1698, the young emperor set to work on westernizing his still largely agrarian country. Among the many reforms he led was the establishment of a standing army and a state-of-the-art navy. He also revised Russia's calendar and written language and laid the foundation of the port city of St. Petersburg, a center of Russian culture and a major gateway for international trade. These changes were introduced over the course of several years, but one of the first measures Peter took to reinvent Russia was to imitate the fashion sense of Western Europe. Shortly after his triumphant return, a lavish welcome-home party was held in the ruler's honor. Peter chose this occasion to try to get Russians to go beardless, and he wouldn't take no for an answer. Once he had greeted and embraced each of his guests, Peter pulled out a large barber's razor and proceeded to personally shave off the beards of those in attendance, whether they liked it or not. The Tsar explained that furry faces were now passé in Europe, and that if his countrymen wanted to be taken seriously, they'd have to submit themselves for shearing. Peter was so dedicated to this cause that he actually banned beards throughout the country. He even ordered authorities to forcibly shave anyone who refused to comply. Police carried out that threat on numerous citizens, and the sight of that action quickly compelled others to fall in line. According to visiting Englishman John Perry, most Russians obeyed the order due to, quote, the terror of having their beards pulled out by the roots or sometimes taken so rough off that some of the skin went with them. The only exceptions to the ban on beards were peasants, because no one cared if they looked stylish or not, as well as members of the clergy, who considered the mandate blasphemous. That's because the teachings of the Russian Orthodox Church considered uncut facial hair to be a sign of religious devotion. The thinking went that man was created in the image of God, and since men naturally grow beards, that meant God had a beard as well. 
Therefore, to shave off your beard was to sully that image and make yourself a less accurate reflection of your creator. Pious subjects spoke out in defense of facial hair and even circulated anonymous letters accusing Peter the Great of blasphemy. Some devout men were so troubled by the edict that they kept their shaved beard hairs so that they could be buried alongside them in case they had to explain the matter to St. Nicholas. Still, these anxieties failed to move the Tsar, and the mass shavings continued. Some historians have since suggested that Peter wasn't just trying to emulate what he'd seen in Europe. By targeting such a deeply held religious belief, he may have been trying to reduce the church's influence and expand his own. Whatever his true motivation, Peter eventually took the feedback and opted for a softer approach. On September 5th, 1698, he decreed that Russian men would no longer be forced to shave. From then on, they could wear whatever style of facial hair they wished, but in return, they would have to pay a yearly beard tax. The amount owed varied depending on one's social standing. A wealthy merchant could expect to pay about a hundred rubles per year, while a nobleman or military official would have to shell out as much as 600 rubles for the right to wear an unfashionable beard. As for bearded peasants, they had to pay as well, but only on the rare occasions when they visited a city. Their tax was also considerably smaller, amounting to just one or two kopecks a year. To keep the system running smoothly, beard lovers were issued a beard token to prove that they had paid their tax for the year. These small coins were stamped with the words money paid and featured an engraving of the lower half of a man's face, complete with a nose, mouth, mustache, and beard. The tokens were minted in two different metals, copper for commoners and silver for nobles. As time went on, Peter's crusade against facial hair began to look less and less sustainable. For instance, in 1705, a division of the Russian military took a stand against the beard tax and launched an open rebellion in the town of Astrahan. They refused to shave, pay the tax, or wear foreign clothing of any kind, claiming that to do so would be an insult both to God and to their Russian heritage. Their small-scale revolt was put down with ease, but hundreds of rebels were killed in the process which of course made Peter and his beard tax look pretty bad. Nonetheless, the unpopular tax remained on the books until 1772, nearly 50 years after the death of Peter the Great. It was finally repealed by Catherine the Great, much to the delight of her subjects. If you're like me, you're probably thinking an authentic Russian beard token would be a pretty cool curio to add to your collection. But alas, most of the coins were eventually melted down once the tax had been repealed, and only a few thousand are known to exist today. Still, it couldn't hurt to keep an eye on eBay, just in case. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to see a beard token for yourself, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to pass them along by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.